Tenny, 21 pound. Uh, I'm not a typical arrogant American known prescribed medicine. Now I'm sick as I ever been. Rolling out of the dealership in the McLaren. These rappers is Peter Pan. I'm Pan African. Space Invader blacking them. Mixing Alexander McQueen with Hater Ackerman. Real rapture in the form of a living man. I don't give a damn. Not a mortal to test me. See, I don't get exams. I'm a high priest and a wild beast. Once warrior, now chief. You just gotta listen. You just gotta listen. What's up, y'all? This is Tressie. Uh, this is Cedric with the Crate. Digging through cultural current events through the hip hop lens. Recording from VSOP Studios. Let's get to it. Let's do it. We got a spirit in our house today. You know, repping from west side of Chicago. Uh, man, been doing this thing for a few years now. We got Mr. Musa Reams. What's good? What's good? What's good? How y'all feeling today? Man, feeling great. Feeling, feeling amazing. Good. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. It's July 4th weekend. The weather beautiful, perfect in Chicago. Yes. Feel good to be alive, you know. Feeling thankful. Indeed. 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 We are very grateful to have you on the show. Thanks for coming through. Um, especially punctual. You know, people, yeah, my, black, my people of color can't be like, <laughs> on time. You know what I mean? Like I, I usually don't put people on blast for being late, but my man was early. I know. That's why you got to commend him. Yeah, That's why this, you this has make to be, yes. The man yes. is professional. That is great. Oh, this man books a show, he will not debate you and just not show up, okay? <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so, uh, so Musa, what's where's the name come from? I'm curious. Um, my name is Malik, but growing up, they used to call my pops like Moses because he used to just be in the streets just trying to spit game, I guess, like the gift of the game, like knowledge. So I just took Moses and then changed to Arabic, which is Musa, Arabic. And then Kareem is my middle name. Just added the S, Musa Reams. Got it. Yeah. All right. Bet. I, like I it. thought it had to do with like also like the Mansa Musa thing, like he betraying gold and salt, <laughs> being wealthy and shit. <laughs> Shout out to Musa though. Yeah. King, 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 king. All right. Uh, that's dope. That's dope. I mean, I I definitely noticed there's an influence from your dad and your music. You definitely shout out your pops a lot. Yeah. I mean, like, what did what did he mean for you? And, and we just your... jumping right into it. Yeah, I feel it. Let's go. <laughs> um, a lot. Just being able to. Um... To experience things, I think being a young black man in Chicago and just seeing hip hop culture was some. I seen people that look like me tell their stories, and I realized how powerful that was until I got to like around high school, fifteen or sixteen, and seeing people like Wu Tang and like him just put me on like certain things, specifically East Coast hip hop, really changed my life in terms of the way I think and how I want to, how I want people to perceive my music. So he was just there even he didn't necessarily understand me rapping at first cuz it just kind I just kind of picked it up okay. but he always supported me and my my mother too you know um then they're, they're not necessarily artists but I remember when I first started rapping I was I want to go to Soundscape Studios which is like right around the street from here and they used to help me like pay for studio time and then Aww. I obviously started doing it myself formed a group with like a couple of my homies mm-hmm. started rapping and then we shot from there yeah from what I saw on uh, your your uh website is been rapping since you were like 15, right? Yeah, 15, yeah. Uh, and you guys are in a group called Ilan... Ilios. Ilios. Yeah. What is that? What is that? Because I know it's um, abbreviated, so what does it stand for, if you don't um, mind me asking? Illuminating Light Living in Our Souls. It was mad Ooh. acronyms. Like, okay. I was mad. I was <laughs> such a Wu-Tang smooth. fan when I was younger. Right. So I used to see like the Jizzah and all of them just talking. 
and videos about just knowledge and mixing that. It was a balance, though. It was like mm-hmm. knowledge and then the things you can talk about within your life, but then growing up. Mm-hmm. And we did the same thing, basically. So it's a, it's a lot of acronyms for it, but that's the one that comes to the top of the head. And yeah, children. Of, it, it tra- Ilios translates to um sun in Greek. So it's oh. children of the sun. But right. we act. Gotcha. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That's hot. That's hot. Thank you. Bam, bam. It goes into, I guess, I'll just go into, like, the gamma, and I don't know how to pronounce the other quietus. one. Quietus. Quietus. There we go. <laughs> I wanted to say quietus, but I was like, I'm not even going to try and butcher it. <laughs> because I I was trying to figure out what... Um, so now we'll just go ahead and dive into some of your music, though. Um, I was trying to figure out what gamma quietus means, because gamma, I know, is three in, three. in the group. And whatever, right? Yes. Um, and then quietus has something to do with death. So if uh, you want to go ahead right. and explain that, so like quietus or end, so mm-hmm. it's, it means the end of something or the okay. beginning of something or death, as you said. So I took it as I felt I was going through transitions in my life. So I feel like there was the third transition because during that time I was ending school, and when I got to my first year of college, we stopped doing group work because we just kind of. When it's our own direction, we want to do different things. We mm-hmm. figured out what our, our interests and our passion were. So I decided to pursue music solo-wise. So that was the first phase. Then I went through a second phase. Well, actually, I was starting to become better at what I was doing and honing in on my craft. And then the third phase was me like, okay, I got this. I know what I want to do. And I feel like from my previous projects, you can kind of tell what Gamma Quiet is. I'm branching into different worlds compared to like lately I've been soul-searching the both of those series and then another dose. So it was just a step forward saying I'm going to take a risk and... I'm going to release a full length and show what I can do and then keep on moving around. Nice. So then was that your first, that was your first solo, like full Yeah, because I dropped another dose. That was two songs that I called the EP, but they were just really two songs I was sitting on. And I always had to be, I, that was in 2016, around 17. And that did really well. And that kind of got me into the Chicago scene and really moving around and meeting new people. And then in terms of after that, I got signed to Ann Records at Columbia College. And that's when I released the, the series lately. I've been soul searching. And then part two to go with it. And after that, I just got to travel more and experience things. I felt like I was looking at things from a Chicago perspective. And now I look at it more from a worldly perspective. And I just get to, to see what people are into and what they like, what they dislike. And that's, the, that's what I live for, basically, just to be able to connect to any and everybody. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um... Are you still signed to the whole AMP thing or? No, I'm not signed to AMP, but graduated Columbia and it was a great experience. That's why I went to Columbia because gotcha. when I was in high school, I used to follow uh, the AMP Records page and like everything they did. They were working with Seasick and people like Saba, Delonious Martin, no name. And I, I want to do that. And that's just showing that manif- manifestation is something that's real because that's something I wrote down and I got a chance to do, which is a blessing. Awesome. That's awesome. So like what'd you learn and, and take away from that experience that you're using now? It was beautiful because I got a lot of resources and I got to work with people. Like I met Moesha, a lot of my team through that. And it just opened my eyes to a lot of different people that, that I necessarily didn't know, but that became close friends as like family to me now. And I always I was already a hard worker, but they gave me the resources to to really focus in and to get into the studio and really focus on my craft and only focus on that. And then now I have the opportunity to branch out and try different things and bring different things into my art, if that makes any sense. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so I guess we'll just bounce around a little bit. I want to hear a little bit more about like your upbringing, I guess, because um, we know that you're from the west side of Chicago mm-hmm. and you also say, you know, Woodside as well. Um, I just want to dive a little bit more into that. Just give us some more information about like, I guess, like, you know, your, your dad, um, 
upgrading and like where you were, like any like, I don't know, trials, tribulations, things like that. Um, <laughs> my moms and pops, they both mm-hmm. from out west. Gotcha. They went to Western House. Um, I grew up in Austin for a little bit. Then I moved to the Burbs, the West Burbs, and Woodside is like Broadview, Maywood, Bellwood, Hillside, and. I feel like it's two great things come from out west and then the west side was just two different worlds combined in one. So growing up, I would be in the city a lot and I would experience like city culture, but then you get to go back in the burbs and it's mad quiet, but it's still like predominantly black within because Chicago segregated. So the west suburbs, Maywood is still predominantly black. So upbringing, I didn't really see diversity till I got to high school. I grew up around mostly POC, you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? So um, in terms of that- acronyms. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, but growing up in those two different places made me realize two different things. So when I be in the city, it was just much quicker, and I had to be quick on my feet. And I got into streetwear culture because mm-hmm. of that. So when I first started going to the city, I would go to places like Juggernaut or Leaders, okay. and yeah. mm-hmm. that really got me into hip hop culture. Then coming back to the Burbs, I had more time just to reflect on them times that I was taking a train on a bus or doing whatever I was doing and applying it to my art. And, and Woodside, it's people, it's great people that come from there too, like Fred Hampton, mm-hmm. Doc Rivers, like, you know what I'm saying? People like that. So just having that idea that you can see people before you that have been a, a success or have come to certain things, it kind of motivates you. And that's definitely something in my upbringing that has been taught, putting people that look like me in front of me mm-hmm. so that you can do this. So I think that's important. And this is, and I think it's important to show that it's just not monolithic. It's just not one person yeah. that can be that way. And that's one thing that growing up I saw, like, it's a person that, completely different different mindset different place but they still achieve something I think that's how we should be as a people just mm-hmm. open to many and everything yeah that was one of the, the it was kind of a culture shock for me when I came to Chicago because um, I'm from Oakland California and out there like we got everybody in like almost the same space right. you know like we rolling with the Cambodians is just as hard as the black people, Word. you know, and all this other shit like a, you know, like Asians, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the Samoans too, they yeah. they run deep. Yeah. So like when I came out here to see that like, you know, Pilsen is where all the like Latinos are and then the south side for the most part or the far west side Word, yeah. is all like you know, black and then the north side is all white, you know, just Word. Just to see those, like, you can go from an underpass from one neighborhood to another neighborhood, and you can see it change, like, just like a flat line right yeah. there. Um, it was crazy to me. So, yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying when, like, trying to get to those other, uh, or just seeing, what, seeing like, you know, what's around you. Right, yeah. I think your environment is a huge, huge play in terms of your inspiration. For sure. Yeah, so For sure. I think it's important to your growth and your mm-hmm. health. Yeah, I mean, like, even on a song, like, pay the price, I think it's like you kind of reflect in your environment. Right. You know, and obviously seeing some stuff that's going on that is not the most positive, right? Right, right. But then, you know, what What kind of kept you from going down that road? Because I know Chicago, I know people from Chicago, I've been here for shit since 04. Yeah. And I know, you know, we don't come from Oakland where it's like gangbanging is big, but I know it is here and it's, the influences are just really strong. Mm. You know, and I know you said you had a strong father, so I'm sure that was a big plus for you. So, I mean, like, what kept you from going down that road? I feel like guidance is something that's huge. And just having mentors and people aside of, outside of my family also that helped me. Because I started going to YCA when I was in high school, too. And that was a huge step in terms of my improvement with writing and just being focused. And I feel like... It was it was kind of rare to have those things within the city because they just kept me focused on certain things. At 15, I was thinking about things I'm thinking about right now. So, 
just to see them. Visionary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was. It's it's interesting because I feel like you you can still dive into those different things within Chicago. You see them happening, but it's kind of how we talk about Kendrick. How he describes stories mm. from he didn't necessarily sell or do certain things or like kill or do that, but he can talk about the stories that he's seen or you can create them. And I think that's important within hip-hop because I didn't necessarily sell or do anything like that, but I've seen those things happen. I lost people. And to be able to tell that story and tell that story for people that feel that way or people that, that live that life, I think is important. And right. when I write songs, I, I always think about that. So, yeah. I, in terms of me staying outside and like staying outside of the world, I feel like music, also sports was big within my life, but I chose the music route because I just see my passion. For sure, mm-hmm. you know, as you can see, <laughs> got to go. I had to wear that for you today, just so you know. How, how you, how you <laughs> feeling about the last season? Man? I mean, you know, it happens, right? Yeah, I feel it you. happens, I feel you. you know. I mean, look, the Warriors did their thing. Being <laughs> being a fan of the Warriors for as long as we have been, though, right. like since like I think I started maybe right before Baron Davis got on that team. Or so I mean, it's been a long time for me. Yes. Um, so, <laughs> so I mean, we've we've struggled for a, for, for a, a while. So like time. having this is dope. I'll take but, it. I'll um, take number right. two. I swear. I kind of missed the Baron da- Davis like Stephen Jackson days. Though. Like yeah, that they, shit was. They were cold. Yes, yeah, they were cold. I'm, I'm a Warriors. <laughs> I'm always gonna be a Warriors. But um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's uh, yeah, you you just <laughs> you had to troll him with the hat, huh? Let's try. Uh, so like, what position did you play in basketball? I was a guard. Okay. Yeah, I was a guard. I was the four or the five because we had a short ass team. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was short compared to everybody. I was decent too. I could have. I stopped playing when I got to high school though. Yeah. Yeah. I just was like, I'm done. I just I focused on baseball and I got scholarships for baseball coming Ooh. out of college, but. Oh, nice. Columbia, yeah. That was a baseball player too. Yeah, yeah baseball. You know. But what positions are the? I don't like baseball. So. <laughs> <laughs> what position what did position? you play? I played infield mostly. Infield, second base, cool. Mostly and then what about you? I played catcher. Catcher. Okay. There you go. Yay. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did you play softball? No. Oh, played soccer. I played soccer. I played, I played soccer. softball like at at uh work and I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> I hated it. All it, it's like there's no like activity really. Like you're just waiting. Yo, that's some Chicago shit. <laughs> that's some Chicago what? shit. The big ass softball, the soft softball. I guess. I don't yeah, know. I, I guess that's kind of true. A lot of things people be saying that's some Chicago shit. And I'd be like, wow, <laughs> word. Somebody said trunk parties words. I'm like, wow. What a trunk party? You don't know what, what? trunk party is? No. Wow. Gee, okay, I thought they was lying. No, that's like when trunk- you go out What's to college and <laughs> you have a party that gets sent off, basically. Oh. So you have to get to your family, your friends come over, and then they they yeah, they give you gifts basically mm. out the trunk because you moving to gotcha. college. Gotcha. Gotcha. See, man, wow. you didn't include that in lingo, so I don't See, know what you're talking about. <laughs> exactly. Man. I'm trying to learn this <laughs> shit, bro. Like speaking of lingo that I don't uh, know, I listen to Flodge and I'm like, what wait, I still don't get what Flodge is. I don't so what can you explain that to me? maybe I'm just slow. I'm not, I mean, I don't know what a trunk party is, so I mean, right. So yeah, what uh, is Flodge? Flodge is just faking, like you flodge. Okay, you so flodge. So that's, that's just another word Got for gazy people being. Gotcha. Yeah, just acting like they do. I also something. feel like I'm old. Got it. Well, <laughs> this made me feel so. I'm like, I don't know what none of the lingo is <laughs> listening to. It be changing. Sometimes people be saying something to me, it be changing. Like, yeah. Out here. Yeah. Because yeah. I, don't, I don't hang around as much Chicago people as I used to, but mm-hmm. we. Because just being in college, you kind of see different things. Yeah, no, there's different for sure. people. Yeah, yeah so for sure. When I come back to my homies that's from here, they be saying something like, word, well, I bet. <laughs> All right, that's what we saying the whole time, you feel me? So. <laughs> I was like, fudge. I mean, it sound good, but I was like, I don't know if I should be saying this. <laughs> 
am I supposed to? <laughs> and not if, yeah, if you don't want to get in no fights with nobody, don't say that. Like, hey, you fly. Yeah, gotcha. All right. Removing from my cap. Dim is fighting words. Dim is fighting words. Showing your all right, cool. <laughs> oh man, uh, man. So, uh, what'd you what'd you study in school? Now, I'm I'm super curious. Um, I study music business. Music business. Mm. Okay, so you smart with your stuff. You, you uh, smart, yeah. smart. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know how to work it. Yeah, marketing too. I took. I didn't mind in marketing, but I just was so interested in marketing. I'm just into pop culture. I like having fun, being mm-hmm. funny. Just yeah, if I can get a laugh, I think it's important to laugh. So, nice. Yeah. Okay. 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 Make me laugh, go. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's the worst thing to do. Ryan, put you on the spot. Like, do it. I can make I'm people not a laugh. comedian, but yeah. <laughs> no, right? Yeah, He's like, nigga, I don't know what the fuck you want from me right now. <laughs> I give y'all some memes, you feel me? <laughs> <laughs> okay. All oh. right. So uh I guess how how do you how would you market yourself? You know what I mean? Like if you were to say, you know, uh Musa is this. Like you know what I'm saying? Like in 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 the context of the game right now, like where kind of would you position yourself? Um, no boxes, just hard hitting. If you wanna have some hard hitting music that you can relate to, listen to me. That simple. Bars. Gotcha. Cold <laughs> Bars. Beats. Cold beats, you feel me? Shout out to all the people that, that reach out and like that's homies. Cause I met a lot of people that that just would give me beats that I work with in the studio that help me create my sound. Without producers, I'm I'm not nobody selling records rapping acapella. You feel me? So shout out to them. <laughs> so true. <laughs> rapping so acapella. Yo, hey, like, that could be some new stuff. Uh huh. Yo, uh-huh. I think you you onto something. Let's try it. <laughs> That's all you need. Just hit the metronome button. That's it. It's <laughs> funny. But yeah, definitely just making music and just being hard hitting and authentic. That's one thing I always hear people say. Just being authentic and being myself while making music. That's what I think. I would describe myself as nice. Cool. Yeah. So with um what okay, then what would make you stand out from your peers in music? I can right rap now? over anything. Ooh. Yeah. Rap like over play moves in my days. I can use my voice in any way. Drop the horns. Don't do it. Boop, 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 boop. Oh I mean, you said you could rap over anything. You just gave her, oh my God. <laughs> All she finna have to rap over some. <laughs> and the metronome was still in there. <laughs> Yo, so. <laughs> we needed like a little intro for a little, a little like section of the podcast. Right. Uh, she was, hold on, I got it, I got it. Oh, she started chopping. She gets started, a nice one deal. Real it. fast, right? <laughs> Every fucking episode, she got to play this thing. It's a weak-ass beat, but it's hilarious. He said he could rap over anything. So I was just going to be like, go. <laughs> So now it's like a joke that I just play it on every Thanks. every fucking episode. That's hilarious. <laughs> dude, dude. Yeah, this shit is ridiculous. Um, all right, <laughs> let's get back to the person that's supposed to be. <laughs> we're supposed to be interviewing instead of not trying to, you know, um, market my whack ass. Well, yeah, no, no, no. So you, you did talk about Musa Mondays, which I thought, you know, from listening to some of your earlier stuff, uh, mm-hmm. was like a not completely different vibe, but it definitely had a different... It definitely had a different vibe. So I mean, like, what was, what was different about your approach to the to the Mansa Musa Monday? Mansa Musa. <laughs> I'm just like, God damn, yeah, alliteration, right? right? <laughs> what was different about that? Um, I created a lot of different places. So now I record in Waukegan. I recorded a lot of um, I recorded basically all of Musa Mondays in Barrington, but just being able to figure out exactly what I want to do. 
when I hear something usually with beats, I'm that's it. So I'm very picky to be honest. I work all the time, but I feel like my output is very strong. But people don't know how many beats and stuff or like how many rhymes I toss away because mm-hmm. I'm like, this, this is not what I'm going for. And my goal with every project is to have it sound different from my last. I do not want to make the same record over and over. Because gotcha. I feel like I get bored of music myself mm-hmm. if I would do that. So just going from another dose into where I'm at, I feel like every project sounds different. And I wanted to continue to be like that just to challenge myself. And I think without a challenge, you know, just being in the right head space to, to create is important because I have a great support system. So they... They know what I'm going for, but they also be like, nah, I'll try this this way or do this this way. I'm not feeling that. And you got to be able to take that criticism and, and you know. So, so so your process, do you record with like a bunch of people in the room or just you nah, and the engineer? Just me. Well, right now, I probably shouldn't even say this, but I, I'm working on a project with one of my homies. Oh, wow, we said it before. His name is King Art. So this not coming out for a while, but we just, this is me and him in the lab. We throw on some highlights on the NBA. And we mm-hmm. just cook from scratch. That's how we basically make records. And I got homies out of town, like Shout Curbside Jones. He produced the, the majority of it. Lately, I've been soul searching. And I met him through Twitter, but that's like my that's my homie, you feel me? That's like family. That's, like that's the best way, to I, I feel like, to meet people, like, musically. Yeah. We met, like, a lot of our podcast homies via Word. Twitter. Yeah. So it's just like, for some reason, Twitter, like, is the place to, like, to network. Yeah, as is. much as I hate Twitter. And it was this was like before Twitter is like what it is now, to be honest, right. too. It was like okay. five. Yeah, it was like a while ago. I still ain't figured it out. Thank you for taking <laughs> Thank you for handling the Twitter. I mean, I tried, man, but, I saw, yeah. You be reading the messages and it's like, wait, where's it start? Oh, it starts here. Yeah, that's your age right I there. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> it's crazy. Back in my day, no. <laughs> um, so what are who are some of your influences musically? Um we already know Wu Tang for yeah. one. Uh, Black Dog, mm-hmm. huge big uh, Black Dog fan. Uh, I was really into Big L growing up. Punchlines, um, MF Doom. In terms of people right now, I think that's really good. I like Rhapsody a lot. I like mm-hmm. Tara Wack. I like Rico Nasty a lot. I love Rico Nasty. Yeah, I going wanna, for the females. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was Rico Nasty because I want to work with her. Yeah, um, yeah, people like that. Just growing up. Just seeing Native Tongue. It's so many. I was so into East Coast hip hop. I was into the Far Side Dilla, mm. obviously. Right. Yeah. Just you talking my language right now. <laughs> yeah. All, all that's that all me. It was a crazy world. I remember one of the first times we started rapping. Well, this is a funny story actually. When I was in eighth grade, I went on a DC graduation trip, and we were talking talking about people like Three Stacks. Obviously, then my my history teacher was like, "I bet y'all ain't heard of MF Doom." He put us on the Special Herbs, and then we started listening to Dilla, like Madlib. People like that all mm-hmm. since then. Yeah. That's what we used to just rap over. Because during that time, too, mixtape culture was huge. Right, right. right. So yeah. you can basically pick a, a beat offline. If you like a Flying Lotus beat or a Mad Lib beat, you can mm-hmm. just throw it on your project and just throw it up on SoundCloud. And that's how people were getting noticed. So mm-hmm. that was a huge time just to kind of figure yourself out and rap over classics. Or Damn. Yeah. And your teacher was showing you music. Yeah. That's it was so ironic. That's, yeah. cra- that, yo, that's, that's it's, awesome. It's right? crazy how I didn't realize how monumental that was in my life. At that time, I just thought it was a small moment, but that opened a whole different world in two hours. Hindsight is twenty twenty. Yeah, for real. It's crazy. I mean, because I sometimes I I say this all the time. Like I don't even remember how I got into hip hop. Sometimes, but I was I was heavily into like a lot of the things that you're saying, like the native tongues, right. fucking tribe called quest is like my favorite of all time. Yeah. Um. Who else was there? Um. I did like Farsa, I like Dela, like all those yeah. people. But yeah, it's just interesting for me to see because those are a lot of like the earlier area uh, right. era people. Mm-hmm. Um, 
What did you love about those sounds? What did you love about hip hop back then? The authenticity. Mm. Just the way I can just relate to it. Just seeing those people do their things. Mm-hmm. It was it's weird to see a story that you can be like, I went through that. I thought those thoughts. So mm-hmm. that's the the biggest thing. Just the fly, how they dress too. It's just yeah. fly culture, you know. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Yeah, they <laughs> it were was. just fly. It's coming put. back too. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just being able to be that fly and to create, it's black music. So to right. create a black music and the world is global now. You see, right. and we've seen that happen. It, it has so much influence. It's, it's amazing to me just for, to be able to basically create something out of nothing. Right. And you get a blank canvas, you get to throw paint on it and people, you can create a, le- a legacy from that. So, no, for sure. And you mentioned like Rhapsody, Tierra Wack, Rico Nasty. Um, what do you admire about those those um, MCs? I think they don't sound like nobody. Well, okay, that's what any MC. I like MCs that don't sound like yeah, anybody. don't sound like anybody. And I think they their uniqueness stands out, and they're just they make dope music. Right. They got charisma outside mm-hmm. of the music too, which is dope. And you can. Even with Tierra Wack, just some marketing for how she dropped a project that was like 15 minutes, but it, it was a visual to go with it. Mm-hmm. Those type of things that people going to remember years and years from now. So I think we living in a moment of time where we see a lot of artists doing those things. And mm-hmm. we just, we don't realize it because we living in the moment. So, yeah. Gotcha. I mean, you you miles ahead, but you obviously not jogging. So, <laughs> <laughs> so what's the slight bar? So, what's, so what, what's next? You know, like, like what's your next big thing? I mean, I know you said you was working with your brother right now, but I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure you steady working, man. Yeah. I'm sure you got more. I, I have a lot of music, yeah. And then I'm sitting on, I was playing it for my homies the other day. It was like, when this coming out? They be like, nah, drop this right. I'm like, yeah, we gotta be patient, like, tight. But we, mm-hmm. I got a, uh, another EP coming towards the end of the year. I'm not gonna get the title out yet, but it's gonna be something. It's my most polished work, and okay, I'm very nice. excited about it. And I, I mean, a lot of people don't like to put expectations on things, but I feel if you're working, why not be positive mm-hmm. and right. you know be confident in your work? So that's coming soon. I got some big features, like features coming out, like a feature song that y'all think y'all are really gonna rock with. Nice. Video uh, for They Not, which was on Gamma Quietest, and shows. I opened up for Clip Soul Forces July 19th at the Virgin Hotels. So. Just working and then showing Vegas the 29th. Mm, it's like stunt on him. He's <laughs> like, I'm traveling. Like, <laughs> I'm working out here. <laughs> Shout out to the to the West Coast. Trying. Yeah. Um man. So I was thinking about um that song, um, what's it called? Life Life with Me. Word. Um and it I'm I'm really interested in your storytelling ability. Thank you. Um who are some people that you look up to in regards to storytelling, and like, wh- what what do you think is different about your story t- storytelling ability? Um, I was a big Common fan growing up. Because mm, that's exactly what I thought yeah. of with that Some, song. For sometimes sure. I write songs, mm-hmm. and then I I won't hear a Common song, and I go back and listen to. It. I'm like, this is kind of eerie, how similar. Yeah, yeah. But um, that song was definitely inspired by. Uh, I love. I used to love it. Mm-hmm. So um, Common, Biggie, Slick Rick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? People like that. I think the ability to tell a story is the craziest thing because you, you hear these stories and just to be able to take it, it's like you turn the pages. And I, right. always, I, I think of albums, mm-hmm. I compare it to books. So yes. I want my, my album to sound like a book I'm mm-hmm. from beginning to end. So those are just like a couple people I can think off the top of my head. I think it's just great storytellers. I think Kendrick also is a great storyteller right, right. now. Yeah. But, um, Duckworth had me flip. Yeah, that's the, it's records <laughs> like that that just, it's yeah. crazy. 
yeah. just to wrap your head around. And mm-hmm. the production by Knife on that was crazy too. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, Knife is one of my favorites. Yeah. I used, we used to rap over Knife all the time. Like, <laughs> I used to, oh my God. Knife yeah. on that Crisis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All I mean, that they all, back. yeah. They all in that same little collective yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Man. So like what, what do you look for when you when you say like this beat is is the one that I'm gonna use? Is it a certain sound? Is it a certain feeling? So when I first started off records, it's more loose. So I, I just go for anything. If it sounds good, it sounds good. And then I kind of form my record around that record after that. But um I just make sure I'm not rapping it. I just don't want any beats to sound like any other beat I rapped over. Okay. Like, I want to have a sound because I want people to be like, oh, that's something Musa would do. But at the same time, I want to be like, this is Musa just keep on doing this over and over. Mm-hmm. This is a gimmick. So um, sometimes it's, I like live music. Sometimes it's samples. But the drums play a huge role into how I write. So I like people who don't necessarily think it's, it's restrictions. Like they only got to make boom, bap, or trap. I like different things. And I think a lot of people are showcasing that right now in terms of their production style. It seems like, well, not not, not seems like. I, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to scratch that one because I feel like you've already really answered that. Um, one of the things that I noticed on some of your projects, and this is just the analyst in me, um, you, you um, ended Gamma with like a long song. You ended Soul Searching, the volume two, with a, lo- a long song. Is that kind of like, uh, was that intentional? Or is that just me being weird as shit and just noticing like the length of, Songs. <laughs> I actually, yeah, I do that a lot. Okay. I try to uh, change the um the timing of my songs. Mm-hmm. So for sunset, sunset is just beautifully dragged out right. type of thing, and it went in terms of the the concept. Mm-hmm. And busting been out for a while, but I feel like songs that build up show the emotion because it's a emotional build up. Right, so right, right. I want the album to kind of pull itself, rise and pull itself back down into. To a different realm, so so it wasn't me being weird. No, I mean maybe a little, but okay, maybe. <laughs> but it's a good weird. It's a good weird. On uh, and then also like, for from so, you were saying like, you were saying like you like um uh, to challenge yourself too, right. and and the sounds like Musa Mondays was a big challenge for you. Mm. I mean the sounds on this one were, were completely different because you are. More boom bapish, I would say, with right. a lot of your older uh, projects, and then this one was super, you know, just different. Mm-hmm. Um, you were dropping these every Monday. Yeah, I dropped them every Monday, starting in May. Dang. So I was graduating and dropping some. Mm-hmm. Every, every oh, nice. See, stun. <laughs> That's stun. That's stun. <laughs> that was that was fun though. But yeah, it was just like, it was a challenge for sure. But. I just wanted to try something different, try right, right. something new. And I still wanted to be myself while doing it. I think you don't have to try to create something that's just not you when you're mm-hmm. trying different things. So just finding my midpoint while making Musa Mondays was huge. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely noticed you don't you don't have a lot of features. You know, a lot of your music is just you telling your story, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and giving your perspective. Is that intentional or is it just you just ain't found nobody who can keep up with you? You know, like, <laughs> what, what is it? <laughs> not that... Uh, I actually got a lot of songs with features on it coming out really soon, but through my first couple of projects, I just wanted to showcase that I can rap. What you okay. can do. Right, yeah. yeah, what I can do, basically. And um, I actually think it's a lot of cold people in Chicago, around the world right now. I listen to, I keep my ears to what's happening mm-hmm. out there. Hip-hop is in a, in a great place, so shout out to everybody just producing rap and doing whatever you can contribute to the culture. But um, in terms of that, yeah, just trying to prove 
that I can make songs and I have the ability to do certain things within my own mind. But I think collaboration is huge. So yeah, you definitely see like more features okay. coming within the next project and features coming out within the summers too. So gotcha. Okay. Okay. Most shit coming for the summer. Yeah. For the summer. I don't know. Oh, um, who or what was the first album that you ever bought? Let's go. Let's go there. Okay. I I had bought like I, bought with your own money, not streamed. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. We did yeah, different time. Yeah, that's yeah. different, yeah. different time. Not downloaded. <laughs> I, I, I used to buy CDs. Wire. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got um Odyssey's Odd Seasons. Mm. I and ironically I bought that. They used to sell CDs at the library. What? So, I, yep. I used to go up there when I was younger. I had to be like 13 or 14. And that was like my first album I bought. Damn. Odyssey is fucking dope. Yeah, Odyssey's raw. Oh my yeah. God. Shout out to yeah. DMV, DC area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. What yeah, a, shit, we, uh, we saw Odyssey. Yeah, we did. A few years back. I was dope. Yeah, he was... He, sounds it was insane, a great... Bro. He's, wow. one, he's one of those rappers where like... The way he sounds on the record... Uh-huh. His voice control is damn near the same on stage. Yeah, it just I, sounds yeah, the same. Right. I'm like, how you do that? You're not yelling. You're not screaming. It's like, right. Why do I think party? he has one of the best songs that are in a different time signature. Oh, counterclockwise. Counterclockwise. Yeah. Is like a amazing display of ability and 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 the fact that he's and and also um, like just the rhythm, like him understanding. Like where to come in and like being able to figure out how to rap right. over that time signature is just ridiculous to me. Right. It's one of my favorite songs ever. I think that whole The Good Fight is probably one of my favorite albums. Yeah. Odyssey's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh you obviously obviously like Jay Z too. Yeah, I'm a huge Jay Z fan. Who so, isn't though? Yeah, like you know that is like, <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge dipset fan too. Like right, see? Yeah. Oh, dipset, I, yeah. okay. But do you, what what you say like that for? I mean, I'm okay on Dipset. You're okay on Dipset. Dipset's okay. But t- tell me more. I mean, Dipset's just okay. Why? I just, I just, so I just randomly saw like a Dipset album cover from like back in the day. And I was like, damn, people used to wear this shit. Like, <laughs> the jerseys was like past their knees. Like, the jeans were like extra large. The do rags. I got the groupies grouping. That's just some New York shit. You know? yeah, Cam, I was a huge Cam. Cam Ron used to say the funniest. Like, <laughs> hilarious. That's why me and my homies like, bro, we can't believe he's saying this on wax. Like, right. it's just, wow, yeah, you feel me? So yeah, but yeah, in terms of Jay, yeah, Jay is just somebody who I think can just tell a story also and just mm-hmm. kind of give you an idea of how he was living or what he was doing or For what sure. other people were living. And specifically, when I listened to Reasonable Doubt, that was one. That's my favorite album from him, but. Mm-hmm. Um, it just changed the way I looked at music because his pocket, his flow, he has a great flow and voice, yeah. and um, mm-hmm. he just know when to pick his spots, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, like the the forty four fours, you know what I'm saying? It's, oh yeah, shout. Oh yeah, that that's was a hot yeah. track, man. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Shout out to Jay Z. That was definitely inspired by him. Twenty two twos, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's hot yeah. for sure. Yep. I just can't stop saying I got the groupies grouping in my head. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Cameron. Oh man, um, one of one of my what my uh first album I ever bought was Rough Riders Volume One. I believe Bird. it was the one with the with the big R, the silver yeah, R, R on R, it. Yeah. That's a good time. That's a good place to start. That was that was the first one I ever bought. Uh, me, I was Busta Rhymes when Disaster Strikes. That was a good spot. I remember that. Yeah, 
I just feel hella old now, Because <laughs> it was an, like you had to buy CDs back then. I mean, there was no other option. You yeah. wasn't listening mm-hmm. to it. What's the last music, like last album that you ever bought? That one. Innocent Pack. Innocent Pack? Because oh, you it bought it? Ticket. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, because it did, it did come CD. with the ticket. That's the true. Uh-huh. What you uh, think bundle about deals that? count, whatever, uh, man. The, That's the marketing <laughs> shit, yeah, right? I haven't right. bought an album in a while. The last album I bought was uh, the Joey Badass album before the money, and that was like in two thousand. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, like fifteen or sixteen. Yeah, that was a while ago. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, that's the last one I bought. Like actually bought. So, yeah. what do you think about like bundling your album with ticket sales? I guess it's cool. I mean. People not really buying albums. I mean, I feel like it's a lost art. I feel like certain people, underground scenes, like like vinyl, mm-hmm. picking up vinyl and like the physical. Right. But I do think we should definitely get back into the culture of, yeah, just buying records. But in terms of like purchasing it, like pairing it with your, mm-hmm. I think it's important too because it's kind of easing your way back and people actually getting that. that but copy. are people really doing it? Yeah. Like to me, like we, we got the album copy. Was right. it a, it's it was a, a vinyl? digital, but we got oh, the digital. digital. It, it, oh. You can get the digital or the CD. Right, I chose for the CD because I was like, I'm already listening to it on my phone. Okay. I, you know, I still want the physical. I can stick mm-hmm. it on okay. desk somewhere or something. Because I, I know, I seen pro, I think I seen Joey Badass for the Before the Money, and they gave out vinyls. Oh, see that would have been fine. See, see, that, see that's what I, I would love yeah. with vinyl. They yeah. gave out like mm-hmm. they did a um, collab with uh, Scion, like the car company, and they released the EP Pro Era. And they gave it out to everybody that came. So that's what I... If it's in that realm, I think that's important. But in terms of, like, digital, I think it's... Yeah, yeah like, I'm not... I mean, if I'm not a DJ, then what do I need to buy the, the, the album for? Or get a digital copy for right. it, You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just wondering if you... Because, you know, you, you, were, you were into, like, the music business and mm-hmm. the marketing part. I just think it's very interesting that, that this is what we have to do for album right. sales now. Right. What do you think about, like, the streaming area era and, like... How do you think that? How do you like break through that? You know what I mean to like get yourself out there. Oh, uh, it's it's definitely an adjustment because we mm-hmm. went from SoundCloud so quickly to streaming services, right? But it's a little less leeway in terms of what I'm putting up because I will get sued now. Like right, in terms of, right. And it's different from where mm-hmm. I used to make music. So I feel like if it, it forced a lot of rappers to make a lot of original work mm-hmm. where a lot of stuff used to be based on samples too. Right. So that's one thing I say is different with my music. Like it just don't, it doesn't sound the same in that realm. That's why Musa Monday sounds so different too because right. it's a lot of live instruments or plugins that's already within softwares that we just kind of twisting around and just putting up. That's the funnest part though. Yeah, exactly, like, and it's fun too. Learning and, that shit, right? And I think it's it's been cool going into the streaming service because you see people like Audio Mac coming up. Yeah, and, Audio uh, Mac yeah, is coming. And they show mail up and just things like that. It's cool to see because everybody can listen to music and now has to access the music, right. which is dope because your message can spread quicker. And at the same time, you st- when people have access, they tend not to work harder to get it. So it's a double-edged sword. So yeah. Yeah. It's a double-edged sword, but you got to find that balance within and just figure out how you want to market your thing. And make a show when you put music out. What I like to do, too, is show that I put music... I still promote my old music. So... Anybody who listens to my music, you still can go back. There's nothing wrong with going back mm-hmm. or still listen to what I got already out because right. I made that for a reason and I just didn't want it to get tossed to the side. So with streaming, I just hope that everybody can realize that like, if people taking time with their music to be pushed out, it's because they want you to listen to it and they want right. you to digest it. So yeah. So then what's what's your, your idea of when you put music out, is it just going to be available on streaming services? Are you going to have to pay for the album? You know, because I know, you know, Chance had his first few projects mm-hmm. were just kind of, you know, for free. Right. The next one is definitely going to be for sale. So, I mean, what's your model for that? I think, uh, yeah, I definitely put it on streaming services and, like, for purchase. Because I think a lot of people don't realize music is art. Yeah. They We, we buy paintings. We buy 
different things within the art realm, but people don't want to buy music, and music is the same thing. So I think it's important to put, if you put work into it, and a lot of people are investing within their own music to make money because it is a career, and it is, it's an art form. So I do put my music up for sale, and I think it's important to to be able to create something that people want to buy, right. like a, a painting. And a lot of my homies talk about that too, because even with, I see a lot of people trending towards, you only get that album if you directly pay them. And I think that's brilliant because I think it it's some artist type shit, you feel me? And I think people who do things like that are able to connect with their audience even more too because it's like, okay, I like this album, man. I think be, people see fans or they see people who listen to their music and they don't necessarily want to connect. And I think it's cool just to hear people, oh, yeah, I like this about this project, but I didn't. Or you can just move from there and just relate to people even better. So, yeah. It kind of just makes me think of um, people wanting to be proud to buy. Right. Something that uh, Nipsey, you know, mm-hmm. came up with, like the $100 CD, you know? Right. And I, I really want us to get back to that because, I mean, that's... Music is should be everywhere, but we should also not have, like, three streaming services taking over how that's being distributed. Right. Yeah. every How it's being distributed, how it's being... Um, like, how the money's being distributed. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, they... People need to understand, like, how much time it takes to engineer a song, yeah. one song, like, how many hours can go into a whole album. So, like, that's the kind of stuff that I, I, I like to ask artists and see if they're thinking about those things. Right. Just because it's it's such a... It's such a, 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 a tedious... Not tedious. Um, time-consuming thing. Right. And it shouldn't just be like, oh, here it is, you know? As much as I want to be able to listen to music to music easily, there should be a better way of, of how people get paid for that. Right. And I feel like, we, I'm going to be honest, I think we're going to do another transition. I think mm-hmm. in a couple of years, it's going to go back. I think Audio Mac and like high, Audio Mac is more similar to SoundCloud. And I think those streaming services, and they're going to be, be more prominent because I feel like Spotify and Tidal are starting to focus more on podcast and film and mm-hmm. visual aspects. So you're going to see music kind of fade away and go into a different realm as it did. Three... Time kind of works in threes or fours, so we we seen that Spotify, we seen that Dead Piff era, era, mm-hmm. then we seen that SoundCloud era. Now that Piff up. was the shit. Yes, yeah, so yeah. man, I remember man. when mixtapes used to come out, used to crash. I miss yeah. those days. I swear, yeah. I miss those days. <laughs> I swear, I do. Like you be waiting to come out the day of. Yep. Yep. And every if everybody on the site, you just can't, man, gotta wait, gotta wait another day. Yeah. <laughs> and you get the down, you used to get to download the music right. with it. You yeah. get it. Yeah, you, exactly. You, it was yours physically. Right. Like you could have had it. Yeah. I mean, I guess you can do that on certain shit, like things too, but not on. It's yeah. not. It's not like it. Yeah, it's used not. To it's be. not like it used to be. But yeah. It's not. It's, not it's crazy. I don't know. Times are changing. Times are changing. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you got anything else? Uh, man, you want to tell the people where they can reach you, where they can find you. Everything is Musa Reams. That's M U S A R E E M S. Spotify, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, website. Black Planet. Black Planet. Friendster. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever MySpace. Y'all MySpace. I'm just kidding. We fucking with you. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, uh, yeah, yeah, I whatever, guess. Whatever y'all. Just, look, just, yeah, just type in Musa Reed. Fuck it. Let's see if he's there. <laughs> I need mean, shit. <laughs> All right, well, you know where you can find us. Uh, you know, you can find us on everything at Through the Crate. Uh, you know, MySpace, Instagram, 
Twitter, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Facebook, You're all ridiculous. that fun stuff. You know, um, one more time, you know, shout out to VSOP, making sure that we always sound better. And we're gonna, we gonna end on a boop, 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 on something. What is it? Come up. Oh, 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 oh. I forgot to tell you, but I, I think this is probably one of my favorite hooks, I think. Thank you. Uh, on the whole project. Thank you. But yeah, go ahead and uh, make sure you guys go out and you listen yeah, really to all his music. Again, that's Musa, M U S A, Greens, R E E M S. Um, he's got Moose Mondays, he's got Soul Searching, searching one, two, you know, I'm sorry, I'm not saying the, the whole thing correctly, but this. And yeah. buy that shit. Yeah, buy it. Buy that shit. Support artists, support yeah. people out here. And we out this motherfuckers. Gang. Deuces. No one up, no one us Fuck it, no one up Me and my people be on the come up Get out your feelings, get in your bag, get your funds up